This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. And of course, lots of people getting their opinions made uh, on the phone lines at 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. We actually have some uh, sound about Obi from NBA Today. I thought we had some Obi sound. We have not. We did not have Obi sound from Obi. We have Obi sound from other people. All right. So here is uh, Woj. Love hearing from Woj on the trade that uh, gives Obi a new opportunity. You know, Obi topping the eighth overall pick in New York in 2020. Listen, this is going to give him an opportunity to play a bigger role in Indiana. And the Knicks will get back a couple of uh, picks here. But uh, this is a conversation that was picked up from back at the trade deadline between New York and Indiana. And I think Obi Toppin, I think there's still a story to be written on his career. He's kind of faced a, little, a bit of a log jam in New York. No question, and that's Woj from NBA Today. And uh, Stephen A. doesn't like the Obi trade. I'm not thrilled. I mean, it's, a, it's a, something involving the Knicks, and I'm not happy. Um, <laughs> I understand why they're doing it. I mean, when you talk about two second-round picks, maybe, just maybe, if Tom Thibodeau uh, found a way to play him a bit more, they could have gotten more than two second-round picks. So I'm not happy about that because I think that he's a real talent. I think that he's got a, a, a lot of capabilities, and it would have been nice to see him utilized more in New York City because I personally believe you could have gone small at times and played Julius Randle at the five and Obi Toppin at the four and played them together. That's just my personal opinion. Having said all of that, based on the amount of time that he's received on the court playing for Tom Thibodeau, it's clearly a reasonable trade. All right, so there is uh, Stephen A. from NBA Today. And, and look, this is the perfect example of why Tibbs is not a great coach. Tibbs is not a great coach. A great coach is able to take whatever talent he has around him and get the best out of that talent. Eric Spolstra, the perfect example. Whatever you give Eric Spolstra, he will be able to maximize those guys' talent and tra- it will translate on the court into success. Tibbs is only able to go one way, and it's his way. And, and look, I'm not saying it's a horrendous way. We've certainly seen Nick coaches who have done a far worse job and had a far worse plan. But to be a great coach, you have to be able to take whatever talent you have and be able to, to formulate that into a team. And that was never going to be the case here with Obi Toppin. He was never going to get the run that he was going to need to, to show what he has. And so he is out the door heading to the Indiana Pacers for two second-round picks. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go back to uh, the phones here. And Manny is in flushing. Manny, go, my man. Hey, Gordon, how are you? I'm good, Manny. What's going on? I'm good. Listen, I, I, I can't say it's a bad trade or even a good move. I just say, okay, let's see how it goes. I mean, look, at the end of the day, you know, um, look, Obi Toppin, yeah, you have a, like, to say Obi Toppin didn't have a lot more opportunity is an understatement. But, I mean, look, at some point, you can't really always look at the coach. At some point, you can look at the player and say, you know what, I could have done better. It could have more. Because, listen, nobody expects Julius Randle to be an all-star two of the last three years if the Knicks make the playoffs for like two of those three years and it was only to one play um, first or second round exit. I mean, let's be real. Let's be keep, uh, let's keep it a plot because you could, you could take that then those eight, those, um, those seven years of utility, including two seventeen wins, you know, shout out to um, 
from Spike from Jer- um, from Flo- Spike from former from Jersey to highlight up because listen, I wish Opie nothing but the best, and hopefully that he does well. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, look, I mean, it can't be. Listen, look, I mean, yes, the Knicks could have drafted Halliburton, but at the same token, you know, listen, Obi could have done could have done more. I mean, when you're eight pick, you expect to do more. You can't be always look at the coach. Yes, James could have handled things differently, but it can't be always on him. It has to be. It's also has to be on the player. Oh, well, look, I'm sure, and Manny, thanks for the phone call. You can you you can say that to a certain extent, but I, I think the main criticism is that Obi didn't get the the run necessary to show what kind of player he was. And when he did get that run, he showed you he showed you quite a bit. He showed you that he is he was he is capable of being a player in the league. Now he didn't get enough of a of a sample size to show you for sure. But it was not going to get it was not going to happen here because of the way that the coach runs the team and and the type of player that that Obi is. So I get what you're saying, and maybe it's true. You can't say this is a bad trade because we don't really know. As I said before, you don't know what kind of player Obi is. It's possible he never it never works for him anywhere. So you can't say he's a bust. So you can't say it's a bad trade. You can't say he's a bad player. What you can say, though, for sure is that was a wasted pick. That pick did not make sense. And at any time you take a player who you draft in the top 10 and three years later you're turning around and trading him for two second-round picks, you can definitively say that the first pick, making that player the eighth pick, that was a wasted pick. The Knicks had an asset walking in the door and they wasted it. Now, is it the worst move that you could possibly make? Well, it's not good. Have they been able to recover and, and, and put together a team that's had success? Absolutely. Has it all bad or crushing Leon Rose for every single thing? No. But this is one they got wrong. And it was, it was you were able to see they were getting it wrong in real time. It's not exactly a shock that three years later we're sitting where we're sitting. This has been happening for a while, and it's been clear for a while that this is the direction it was going to go. Either, I mean, we were surprised he was still on the team after the draft. So the fact that this is happening now, not a surprise. Uh, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go to uh, Dan is in Queens. Dan, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Dan, are you there? Dan. Do we have Dan? Try one more time. Dan in Queens. Obi Tobin getting traded for two second rounders. Horrible. Who 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 in the organization should be held accountable for this? This guy was never given an opportunity to play with Randall on the floor. He's a starter in this league. He's going to start on Indiana. He's going to be good. And the Knicks just trade away a, a future young talent that they drafted number eight and eight. They drafted him eighth over rounds. Who's, who's got to be held accountable with this Knicks organization? The coach is going to be fired next year, guaranteed. The Knicks are going to be lucky to make a play-in. I'm going to call you back when they only make the play-in. They're going to they're, they're be terrible this year. They, they really are. I don't know what the organization where, – where, where are they going? Where are they going? All right, Dan. Well, ter- terrible, you're going to have to define terrible, and thanks for the phone call, a little bit better than that. The Knicks making the play-in by Knicks standards of recent history is not terrible. Now, it would be a disappointment, and it would be a step back. Terrible is the seasons where they won 15 games, 20 games, 25 games. 
that they're out of it uh, before we get to Thanksgiving. Those are the those are the terrible seasons. This is the Gordon Damer Show on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Uh, a couple hours ago now that uh, Obi on the way to the Indiana Pacers, the Knicks getting back two second round picks. And uh, just to kind of recap in case you're just joining us, uh, I take a look at this trade. It's disappointing because you always wanted to be able to find out what you drafted with the eighth pick in the draft. And you never really got to find that out. And you were not going to get to find that out because his road to significant minutes based on the coach was blocked. Randall is blocking that, and the, the coach was clearly never going to play Randall at the five and Obi and go small and those type of things. Uh, so Obi is on his way out the door, and what now he finally has this opportunity somewhere else. You would expect that he gets that chance with the Indiana Pacers, and I've said that I, I don't know if it's a bad trade. I don't know that Obi's a bad player, but what you can definitively say Right now, this moment in time was that was a wasted pick by the Knicks, taking Obi with the eighth pick in the draft and then three years later turning around and trading him for two uh, second-round picks. Now, I am not losing my mind over the Obi Toppin news. It, it seems like it's been coming for some time. Again, as I said before, at the draft, it seemed a surprise that he didn't get traded then. So he's going to get traded on Thursday instead. Now, what I was losing my mind over was this week uh, a name that got brought up also by Woj that the Knicks could be a team that might have interest in James Harden that news that story that day uh, we talked about it on the ESPN New York Tonight show with Larry Uh, my only reaction was that cannot possibly be true there is no way you hear people losing their mind about Obi I will react that way if the Knicks ever were to get involved in the James Harden deal. There's no possible way. If you were to draw up everything you didn't want for a guy on your team, overpaid, aging, no commitment, no playoff success, no defense. I'm not a big believer in culture, but that would be the antithesis of the culture that you're trying to bring. Now, again, I don't think that there's, it's necessary to waste a whole lot of time on it because I don't think that it has any chance of actually happening. But if it did, that would be a sign there is no plan. That would be a We're all sitting here waiting, thinking, oh, well, Leon Rose, he's going to get judged by the big Who's the big star? If that's the big star you're turning to, well, there is no plan. And the, the, the old boss is same as the new boss. That would be the old Knicks. That would be the Isaiah Knicks. That would be the Phil Jackson Knicks. Hey, let's get a big name to get here and say, hey, look, the Knicks are back. Absolutely not. Hard pass. Hard pass. Absolutely no chance. And again, I don't think it has any chance of actually happening. That's the only reason why I have any level of sanity left. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go to William in New Jersey. William, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon. Hey, William. What's going on? I'm uh, not a big sports radio listener, but it happens to be the only thing I can listen to right now in this truck. And uh, I'm not <laughs> an average That's my fan base. I, I, I got to tell you, um, I'm always blown away when I listen to you guys about the amount of hyperbole. And I understand that that's 
that's the business model. I mean, you have to drum up controversy and, and storylines because otherwise you'd just be reading the box stories, right? And nobody wants to listen to that. Uh, not that anybody reads a newspaper anymore, but uh, I just I, it just blows my mind when I hear people like Artie, who's about to have a coronary there. Um, you might be an accessory to manslaughter. Um, but, you know, calling these, <laughs> calling these young guys terrible players or, you know, complete trash or they are not going to be anything. I just, it blows my mind that uh, people that are uh, claimed to be aficionados and fans of sports can't just enjoy the fact that, you know, Obi Toppin or uh, Andujar, who you were talking about, or Aaron Hicks, who got run out of town, or Joey Gallo, who smashed a 470-footer last night. I mean, these guys are elite athletes. Well, I mean, William, I, I think we all I, – I think that that's all baked into it. I think we all know that, William. When we're saying we, we can't we, – we would never be able to compete at their level uh, in 100 million years. I think we all know that. But when you're invested in a team or invested in a sport, the, the frustration of a lack of performance is going to uh, take over. And, and, and it's not necessarily a reasonable thing when you're a sports fan. You're a fanatic. A fanatic, fair enough. But if you're a casual fan who happens to call into a radio station and talk around, I mean, to use the hyperbole that you just used, I mean, losing your mind. I mean, come on. Well, no, I mean, you are. In the moment, you're losing your mind. Absolutely. Look, you know, to to quote the K-Show, and William, thanks for the phone call, and I appreciate you listening. Uh, Not that you have a choice, but I appreciate you listening all the same. Um, Let's not be Captain Literal, man. Right. Let, let, let's not have to take everything uh, so literally. Obviously, I don't mean you're literally losing your mind. But when you're a sports fan sitting there ready to pull your hair out because Joey Gallo just struck out again or Aaron Hicks is getting another chance to hit the three hole for the Yankees, even though he hasn't done anything in three years. Yeah, you do feel like you're about to lose your mind. And when it doesn't feel like things make sense for a team that you invest your time and your money and your your passion into. Yeah, you do get frustrated. That's the, the and trust me, the teams want you. To, the leagues want you to be that invested because if you don't care, you won't watch, and if you don't watch, you're not going to spend. So they they want fans to be as invested as we are. But I look, I don't I don't take it as if somebody says this guy is uh, is trash. I don't like trash, but this guy's garbage or this guy stinks or we can all admit that we could never ever in a hundred million years be able to do what they, this conversation is not for them. It's for us, the viewers. It's not for them, the players. Let's go to Freddie in New York city. Freddie, what's going on, pal? Hey, what's up, man? What's going on, Freddie? What do you got for me? First off, I just want to start off by saying Artie, that was absolutely hilarious. (laughs) I think he makes a valid, valid point. We're giving up Obi Toppin for two second-round picks. Tell me the last time the Knicks drafted anything of caliber in the second round. This is just as bad as the Frank Nilekina draft pick. It's absolutely insane that we don't get nobody back for Obi Toppin. And we're talking about Dante DiVincenzo. What can he do that quick, uh, that, that um, Emmanuel quickly can do? What do you think about that? Well, he's another rotation piece. Freddie, thanks for the phone call. Um, He's another piece that you're hoping is going to be able to build off the season that he just had uh, and that you can get for the mid-level exemption is going to give you some outside shooting, is not going to kill you defensively, and is going to be another piece that you can add to this team that's young and all those type of things. Um, 
in terms of Obi Toppin, uh, again, I don't know why everybody's so surprised that the Knicks have decided to finally move Obi Toppin. <laughs> Guys, this has been coming for a while. And no, this is not like Frank Nielakina because you did get something of value. And I would say when's the next time you talk about the Knicks using those picks? In a best-case scenario, the Knicks are not using those second-round picks. You're hoping that at some point you're going to be able to package all these. The Knicks are not going to use all these draft picks. They're, they're probably not going to use many of these draft picks. You should hope that they're not using any of these draft picks that they've compiled here. You're hoping that those are eventually going to uh, go to some organization for a superstar player. I get it hasn't happened yet. I think it's good that the Knicks have not just forced their hand to go get somebody just to say, hey, we got somebody. Don't get James Harden just to say, hey, look, we got somebody. Wait for the right deal to come. We thought maybe it was last year with uh, Donovan Mitchell. It was not. Doesn't look like it's going to be a deal this year, despite the, the names that have popped up like Paul George. But uh, in terms of the second-round picks, the hope is is that he is not, uh, Leon Rose, going to be using all of these picks, certainly, and most of these picks on players. They're going to be going in a package for some player, not draft, drafting some player. Let's put it that way. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number coming up. More on the Knicks. More of your phone calls. As we take you up until 7 o'clock tonight. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Struggling to score runs uh, uh, once again. It was like it was like they were struggling to score runs, and then they broke out, and now they're struggling to score runs again. I wonder. I wonder what it could have been. Maybe it was the Oakland A's. I, I don't know. Is that possible? It's possible. I think it's possible. I think it's likely. But we've been talking a lot uh, here on the Gordon Damer Show, one eight hundred nine one nine ESPN, about the Knicks moves today. Uh, essentially getting ready to trade Obi Toppin, according to Woj. You'll go to the Indiana Pacers for two second-round picks. And just to kind of recap, th- there's no way you can look at this and not see it as an outright failure of the Leon Rose uh, tenure here, uh, right? You have the eighth pick in the draft. You take a player that was questionable at the time, and three years later, after not really playing him or giving him significant run, despite the fact he was the eighth p- pick in the draft, you're now swapping him out for two second round picks. And if you're, if you're creating two piles, good moves by Leon Rose and bad moves by Leon Rose, this one clearly is one that's going in the second file uh, because y- you can't be using an asset as high up as the, and hopefully the highest draft pick the Knicks will have under Leon Rose and three years later, turning it around and, and, and trading it for two second round picks. Now, uh, I don't know. Hopefully now Obi can go and, and flourish with Indiana I think he's always going to be kind of a flawed player. I think he, he certainly can be better than what he was here because you'd have to assume going to Indiana, if they've given up a couple of second, even just to giving up a, a couple of second round picks, you'd have to assume they're going to give him more playing time than the Knicks gave him here. But his road was always blocked here based on Randall, based on the coach. So the Knicks, if you're, if you're trying to be an optimistic Knicks fan, I think the way you look at it is he was never going to play here. We'll get something of, of, low value, but at least something back for him. And you'll turn your attention to the fact you've now cleared out the salary. And now this allows you to go out and make a move. If it's DiVincenzo, if it's somebody else that will give you some outside shooting and be part of that nine-man rotation that clearly Obi was on the outer fringes of, despite being 
the eighth pick in the draft three years ago. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number. Buddha is in the Bronx. Buddha, what's going on, my man? Hey, what's going on, Gordon? How you doing, bro? I'm good. What's going on? What you got? All right, listen. Um, um, it's obvious that there's not going to be any big move for any player or anything like that with all the Knicks this year. Because if there was, you would have tried to package, like, quickly, topping and a few other people. So you're just going to do, like you said, big moves here or there. Uh, thing, I feel good for Obi Toppin, you know, for him to go get a chance to play. You know, you can't get better at any craft if you don't have any um, time to do it. Absolutely. I don't care what job it is, you know, even if you're hammering nails into into um, sheetrock or whatever. But um, listen, the thing that I, I get from this, it's totally plausible that there might not be any big move. I, I mean, the Donovan Mitchell one was probably the one that the one that got away. It's probably, it's probably plausible that they're not going to make another big move or get a big player like that while you have Tibbs as the coach. And, and let me explain to you why. You know, Tibbs. And, and, and I'm compa- I'm going to do a comparison between him and Rob Sala. Now, Tibbs is ob- obviously a better coach than Rob Sala is. You know, he's a proven coach. But the similarities there. You know, that whole thing with Denzel Mims, you know, um, he doesn't fit the system, this, that, and the third. Look at what happened. The offensive coordinator in that system is gone. And, you know, the, the player, you know, when Adam Gase was here, and as horrible as Adam Gase was and everything, his record is not that much different than Rob Sala's. But Mims was productive. And with Sam Donald, who, you know, wasn't really great. So, you know, when you have these coaches that, look, have this kind of, like, rigidness in terms of, like when you were talking about Spolstra, a great coach can, you know, utilize different players and get mm-hmm. the best out of them. These, these tips, and this is not anything, like, to try to tarnish them or anything like that. And we've talked about this a thousand times. There's certain coaches that you bring in to get your program right. You understand what I mean? Yep, they're they're not going to get you over the mountain. Right. They're not going to get you over the mountain. That's what Tibbs is for. He gets you to a certain point, mm-hmm. but what happens is when you look at, like, like let's say, like to bring in a, a star player or whatever, that star player is not going to want Tibbs to be his coach. Yeah, I don't care if Paul George went on that interview with uh, uh, with Julius Randle or whatever. Listen, and Paul George is, a, 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 a let's say, a, B, a 1B level star. You're not going to get a 1A star that's going to come here and that's going to want to play in that grind-out system. And, you know, it is what it is. I, it just, you know, it's, it's not about being mad at him or anything like that, but it's just calling it what it is. He's, he, he got the Knicks to a certain point, and eventually they're going to fire him to get in a younger person. That's just the way it goes. Well, look, Booty, and, and you're right, and, and thanks for the phone call. And that could be this year. Uh, I mean, it's not uh, that far gone of a, uh, a, you know, it's not set, set in stone, rather, that the Knicks are going to go out there and do what they did this past year. Uh, they, they could definitely have a step back, and they've not pro- this regime has not proven yet that they can back it up, right? The first year, we're thinking, oh, wow, uh, you get to the, the four seed where they have 41 wins that year, whatever it was. Wow, the four seed, upward and onward. And then the next year, they took a massive step back. We're not even really factors for the play-in tournament. If that happens again, you're absolutely right because Tibbs' contract is, is getting close to being done and they'll have to make a decision. So that, that could very well happen this upcoming year. I will say this. One of the things that this regime has done, we're talking about patience. I think that this regime, as long as they keep it steady, 
as long as they keep it within the range of what they've done here year one and year three, where they make the playoffs and they win more games than they lose and they're a factor and they're not embarrassing and they're not an afterthought and they're not a punchline, as long as they keep the, the boat steady, they got a long rope with the owner. I think the owner is sick of being the embarrassment and the punchline and all those type of things. So they got as much time as they need to, to uh, eventually attract the superstar. I don't think that there's any timeline. Now, if they had had this year, like last year, and they weren't in the playoff, well, then they would have to kind of force their hand and go out and, and make a move for somebody. But as long as they keep the boat steady, I think they got a long window that they have to get something done here. So you're right, you know, talking about the coach, if it, if it goes bad this year, it could be that Tibbs is, is replaced this upcoming season despite the success that they've had because, again, I think he is a good coach. He, you're right that he comes in and, and establishes a program, and then you hope you can go get somebody that can take you to that next level. But um, I, if they keep it, if it looks anything like year one and year three, there will be a full year four and a year five for Tibbs as well. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. More of your Nick calls next. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN New York.